Today, we're talking about processes and documentation. In a recent episode, Harry and I discussed what tools we use to write down the way we do things and who does those things, but we didn't really talk much about what it is that we're actually writing it down and why we're even bothering to write it down in the first place. So in terms of documenting what we do and how we do it, why are we even bothering to write it down? Yeah, I think the main reason for for me as a, as a business owner is to make sure that there's sort of an operating system for the team, right? So it's something that I can scale as the team continues to grow. And we have a resource where new employees and, and people that are new to the process can kind of pick up and, and understand how we operate as a business, how, how things are done. Um, and as a reference point to people that are, are already working in the team, but, but might need to sort of remember a specific um, step or process or how to get something done without having to, you know, we want to collaborate all the time and we want to be, you know, communicative and talking to each other, but we will also want people to be able to independently do their job um, without kind of having to be you know, getting help all the time. And so it's really important for us to have that kind of central hub, I suppose, where all of our processes and kind of, you know, how how we do our work is, is documented. That was the sort of reason that, that that we wanted to set it up in the first place. You know, ultimately, you know, this business was started from, from just me doing everything. And I've kind of slowly uh, kind of grown a team of far cap- more capable people than I am around me. And sort of in order to kind of get all of that information out of my head so that I didn't have to describe it every single time the process needed to be kind of introduced to someone new. It was really important to kind of have that uh, really properly documented. So, And by documentation, what what do we mean? Yeah. So in our case, and I'm, I'd be interested to know how this works in, in other organizations. Again, we're a really small team and, so, and, and we're a client services team. So a lot of documentation is around not only how we're doing the work, but how we're delivering that to clients and what that whole process looks like, who's responsible for what and all that kind of stuff. In a larger team, I'd be really interested to know kind of what the equivalent is and what that looks like. But what it looks like in our case is is really a series of documents that that literally go through the process of this is how we you know, in our case, for example, um, audio editing. So we'll edit a podcast episode and then distribute that for our clients. And so the process will will go through, you know, here are the sort of technical requirements we we need from the the output, you know, the final audio file. This is what it should look like. This is where we store uh, all the audio so that we can make sure that we can reference it in the future and find it or make amendments. This is where we store all the sort of source recordings. This is the, the naming structure for all our audio files so that everything is really kind of clearly indexed and we we can find it in the future. You know, once the audio edited, this is who you need to interact with to make sure this is delivered to the client. All these kinds of steps in a really kind of granular and step-by-step way. And I think that makes sense in our case, because again, it's a small team. Uh, the work we do is super specific and, and hyper kind of niche, I suppose, in the fact that we only work on podcasts. In larger organizations, I guess it would make it wouldn't make much sense to have every single item that that you do documented in such precise detail because you would be talking, you know bibles and bibles worth of information so i guess it kind of has to adapt to the specific needs of the team but i I wonder from your perspective how does how does that process documentation look like is it useful do you reference it ever i guess not anymore because you've been working with us for so long but I, i just wonder what you kind of feel about it from a from the standpoint of someone that has to kind of digest this information and use it absolutely i mean it's it's really interesting because it's all of these processes and the way in which they're written down they've sort of come about organically as far as as I can tell insofar as when I began 
working here, it was a case of we just talked about what it was right. that I would do and how I would do it. And then as we worked on more shows and different kinds of shows, the process kind of crystallized. Yep. But even then it was ad hoc and actually almost separate to the value of having the process there written down. The process of writing it down was quite valuable because it gives you, well, it makes you reflect on what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you do certain things. Absolutely. And kind of spotting those opportunities to to make things more efficient. I think a lot of the time we kind of get used to doing things a certain way without kind of questioning it or writing it down or telling other people what we're doing. And then once you have that opportunity to do that, you can go, actually, I'm wasting a ton of time doing this thing that I don't need to do. Or there's someone else on the team that's in a better position to manage that for me and can do it more efficiently. I'm glad you mentioned the kind of collaborative thing of it because I definitely have, you know, at the beginning, it was just me writing all of this stuff and kind of dictating the process. Um, whereas as we've gone on, everyone's been involved in in documenting and writing the things that they're doing. Like, for example, you've been writing kind of more processes around how we, how we manage some of the audio editing stuff. And I think that that's really important because not only are you the person that's doing that work, so you understand that process the best, but it also gives me the opportunity to look at how you're doing these things and and spot opportunities to to make things improve or, or how I can help to to make things better. So I think it's a really I think you're, it's a very good point you made that it's a really healthy exercise in itself just doing the documentation. And it made me feel as though I had a bit more ownership over the process, which. I did anyway, but until you sit down and document it and realize that actually between the audio being handed over to me and it being handed back to the client or to someone else in the team, I actually have a huge amount of independence in terms of how I do things. So if I'm writing something down and it doesn't make sense to me, I can just change it. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's really important that these things are living documents as well. I think it's really easy to sort of write the process and then put it in a silo and then it stays there and no one ever looks at it and it gathers dust, virtual dust, what's the equivalent of virtual dust. So, and then it would kind of get, it might get left there for like a year until another employee is added to the team. And then they look through this process and it's actually massively out of date. So I think it's really important. Something that we haven't done a lot of and, and something I think we should be doing is kind of constantly revisiting those processes and saying, is this what we're still doing? Is there anything about this that needs to change? Exactly as you've mentioned, going through that process of revising the thing is, is going to have you just thinking about how you're doing things in your day-to-day -day job and maybe spotting opportunities for improvement. But it also means that it's up-to-date and relevant so that if someone new does join the team, they're not looking at stuff that isn't working anymore. Yeah. And in terms of the tools we're using to do this, we did talk about tools in the last episode. So we've kind of used Notion as our kind of hub for where all of the processes live. And then in terms of execution, we use like a, a mixture of Trello and Google Docs and another specific tool called Process Kit. I guess I bring that up to say that it doesn't really matter what tools you use, but I think it's important to know I think it's important to, to make a choice and sort of have things in one place. So for us, Notion is just our single source of truth. It's where the, the entire kind of business documentation lives. And so if you're ever looking for information, you know that that's the place that you go. Um, and then when it comes to sort of actually doing the work, um, then you're either in Trello or you're in Process Kit. And the reason we're using both is because we're in the process of trans sort of um, switching from Trello to Process Kit. So we're kind of in a bit of limbo at the moment, but it will be that it'll be very clear cut. It'll sort of, you're, if you're, if you need to know how to do something, then you reference things in Notion. And if you're actually doing the physical work and you need to kind of 
tick off your your to-do list, then then you're kind of doing that inside of ProcessKit. So uh, yeah, I guess that's just the, the final point to mention in terms of how this kind of all comes together and, and is used in a practical way. So yeah, as I've mentioned at the beginning of this, what would really interest me is to understand what process and documentation looks like in other businesses. Operations is something that companies of all sizes have to manage in order to stay efficient and scalable and manage new team members. And so even for a company as tiny as us, it's, it's really, really important. But when we're talking about companies of hundreds or thousands of people, and that's, you know, a whole new challenge. So we'd love to hear kind of how you're managing your processes um, within your team or within the whole company. Send us an email, wfh at lowerstreet.co. And be sure to subscribe. Uh, and also, we'd really appreciate if you could share this episode with uh, at least one person that you think would also get value from it. It's a great way for us to reach more people working from home at the moment. Um, so we'd really appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes every weekday. <laughs>